0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Here on Blog Talk Radio, it's your host Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, Whether you're catching our show live right now or uh, in archives uh, later on, again, I welcome all my listeners. Uh, This is our astrology. Show. We're going to do some update info on what's going on astrologically right now. And then I will actually be able to take a couple of live calls today toward the end of the show. Uh, I'll give you some more information about that in a little while as we progress through our astrology info. If it's your first time tuning into Stinko Radio, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a navigational consultant. And uh, what that means is uh, my expertise is in astrology and numerology and oracles, tarot, uh, runestones, animal cards. I work with a lot of different types of oracles. have for many, many years. Uh, if you're interested in any personal sessions with me, uh, you can check out my website at jimventura.com, as well as uh, you know, information on classes or books or things like that. I do sessions uh, via the phone uh, all over the country, as well as in person here in my home office in Phoenix. Uh, Uh, Published author, got a couple of books under the belt, Uh, another one on its way, and actually two more on their way uh, within the next year or so, so we've got a few more books coming out. Uh, And I do a blog column each month called Snake Oil. If you're not already getting my monthly column, email me at venturathedge at yahoo.com, and we can add you to the uh, monthly email newsletter list so you can uh, get my, my column each month. It is blind copied out so no one will ever get your email address from me. Actually, got almost 1,400 people now getting the monthly column, well, 1,300 to be uh, uh, more correct in the mathematics. So numbers have definitely grown over the years of having done this. Uh, I do a couple different themes in each show. Uh, Usually at the beginning of the month, I do a show about uh, where I read the column live and talk about that in more depth. Uh, This, again, is our astrology update show. So we're going to talk about what's going on with local astrology, um, you know, universal astrology, we should say, and how that is going to affect everyone or is affecting everyone, we should say. Uh, and I going to, to talk a little bit today about an area that I haven't really gone into detail about, which is uh, Chiron in the astrology chart. So any, uh, anyone that's either familiar with astrology or new to it, this is some good information to kind of take in and see what's going on there use some personal examples as well, too, of all of that, Uh, hopefully give you some insight into what may be happening in your own life. And, you know, in case you're not too familiar with astrology, let me give you some of the basics behind astrology before we dive into our kind of current transit astrology in terms of what's going on. And one of the things I always tell people is astrology is going to affect you whether you believe in it or not, in the sense that... The the movement of the planets and their activity and our natal chart and all that good stuff, you know, it's part of our our lives and part of our world. I mean, the good news is you don't have to know anything about astrology in order to live a fulfilling lifetime. You know, it's not required. This isn't um, like some uh, crazy born-again Christian rant if you don't find out about astrology and learn the New Age concepts of this, you will miserably fail. I'm not going to say something so silly because it wouldn't be true. Uh, but where astrology is of value, if you do understand it, is when you understand yourself, your challenges, strengths, your weaknesses, your talents, your abilities, your natural inclinations and dispositions, uh, you, know, you tend to actually have a better um, ability to operate from kind of a good place around that because you kind of understand both you know your, your your challenges again and then the talents that you have in a way where astrology can be tremendously useful that way and self awareness and self understanding it also becomes tremendously useful in relation to dealing with other people because when we understand our mate siblings, children, coworkers, and we understand a little about their astrology, we, we stop trying to get caught up in the trap that people should do things the way we do them. Because we understand that people are different in their wiring and their priorities and their strengths and their weaknesses as well too. So it's kind of cool to, to, uh, to learn this. There was many years ago when I was a waiter, there was a gentleman who used to come into the restaurant with his wife and two very well-behaved young uh, 11, 12-year-old boys, and uh, that he was an astrologer who had used that in relation to his uh, um, mortgage. He He sold homes, and he had a mortgage company that he ran, and he used it in that capacity. He also used it to hire people to find who would work best with each other, and he was incredibly successful using that, and none of that came as a surprise to me when I learned about uh, that he was uh, an astrologer and that it had worked so well so um, very cool when when, when you do understand it what transit astrology is that's what we're going to talk a bit about today is transit astrology is while when we're born or planets sort of kind of land in certain places and do influence us throughout our lives but planets continue to move and as they do Um, they trigger different houses in our life different areas of our life and that's where we ultimately get uh, what again what we call transit astrology because we really begin to see how you know if if natally Jupiter for instance is in your first house and now it's transiting your fourth house there's going to be an impact from that in terms of how that that influences and where our, our energy tends to go so That's a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get a little bit into the transit astrology information. So I like to kind of do, again, this update uh, once a month. So let's talk a little bit about the planets, kind of where they are. Um, I'm going to tell you what some of the basic energies are behind this, of course, and you can kind of see how this relates to your own life at this point in the game. So, uh, you know, first planet we look at is the sun, which, of course, is not a planet. Uh, It is a star, what we astrologers call the sun and the moon planets only because they represent uh, celestial bodies that influence us. So the sun in our chart, natally, those when we're born, has to do with where we get our life force, our vitality, where we become enthusiastic, energetic. So right now we've got uh, the sun uh, moving through Leo. So... Of course, uh, Leo is a fixed fire sign, so you know, depending on where Leo is in your natal chart, that's going to be, of course, way more significant, what house it's in, where Leo works into your chart. And, and that's something I want to remind everyone that's listening. Just because you're not a Leo doesn't necessarily mean you don't have Leo in your chart. You do. Leo is somewhere in your chart. It may or may not be occupied, meaning you may not have planets necessarily in it, but it is going to be somewhere in your chart. It is going to hit a house. It's going to hit an area of life where you're going to tend to operate from that angle. So when the sun moves into Leo, of course, Leo is a sign that that wants to truly shine. Uh, Leo is ruled by the sun itself. So Leo's sons often are creative, um, expressive, uh, talented at some level, um, can be a little full of themselves in, in a good and a bad sense. Um, positive pole of Leo is I will. Its negative pole is I pretend uh, Leo ultimately has to learn humility but you know on the positive side Leo's often are very strong uh, very confident in their creative talents and abilities they want to be seen as the giver they want to be acknowledged for what they have to offer which often can, can be a lot you know we find a lot of celebrities that have sons in in Leo uh, their son is in Leo so for us as individuals no matter where Leo is in your chart you know as the son moves into Leo it's going to kind of bring us a little bit more center stage meaning we're likely to want to shine a little more, or want to be seen as a magnanimous giver, tap more into our creativity, and uh, even be a little bit more playful in that sense. But uh, it can also trigger um, a little bit of combativeness if people aren't seeing what we're necessarily having to offer in that sense where we can become frustrated. Leaders often get irritated when people don't see their greatness. Or acknowledge that so that's uh, that's that's Leo is it as the Sun transited Leo. we're going to get a little bit of this kind of operating in your life if you happen to be someone who's a little bit of a ham to begin with then that's going to increase if you happen to be someone who isn't at all you can actually find a little bit of this surfacing in your life at some level where part of you does want to kind of shine and, and, and be a little more center stage and some capacity in your life now, one thing I don't talk about much is the moon uh, in, in our charts. The, the moon, the sign the moon is in when you're born is very significant, um, but the movement of the moon transit-wise less significant simply because the moon typically moves from house to house about every two days or sign to sign every two days. So you don't really get a long-haul influence of, of lunar cycles. Um, they definitely are significant and notable, especially if you're a Cancer um, but they are um, not as important, I think, to really talk about in any depth since they change so rapidly. Um, Mercury in our chart represents how we think, how we communicate, how we express ourselves. Mercury will typically stay in a house or a sign for about, eh, about a month before it moves out, sometimes a little longer if Mercury goes retrograde, meaning backwards, so to speak, from Earth's orbit. Um, so Mercury has been in Cancer. The last month or so, so you know typically that just means a lot of thought around uh, family home uh, your uh, the way you feel nurtured, the way you nurture others um, it's definitely going to bring us some activity at a mental level around our home, our family. You know whether that's our media family or the family that we've built for ourselves at some level. Um, elements and issues connected with the home are going to really surface. You know, at this point, you know, I see someone Mercury through Cancer can be a little bit about looking at our giving and receiving ratio at some level as well too. But it's going to have a thinking about our, our our emotions, so to speak. So Mercury is uh, pretty. In the last couple of weeks, again, has been uh, pretty pretty comfortably in, in cancer. So I've noticed um, I had a couple of family things resurface. Again, nothing big, nothing too dramatic. Um, I have a little sister who's a Leo, actually, who every about year or so ends up getting pissed off at me about something I said or didn't say. <laughs> so I have another round, one of those rounds again, too. But usually uh, she eventually just moves on. So I figure she will, and I'm I'm fine with it. It's okay when people are upset with me. I don't I don't really it doesn't bother me that much if someone gets irritated with me. I think that's one of the things that's been great about getting older. Try to be a nice guy. I I want to I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to upset anyone. But to me, sometimes truth is truth. And if someone is upset about the truth and doesn't like it, you know that's their right. They they have a right to. But I don't necessarily smooth that over if they want to be upset. So we're we'll gonna do detail about that. But it's a couple little family things that kind of perked up in the last couple of weeks for me. So that was no surprise as Mercury uh, pushes its way through Cancer. Uh, Venus is also in Cancer. And Venus in our chart represents our feminine energy, our love energy, our creativity energy. So, you know, a lot of times Venus through Cancer, we may want to fix up the home. We may want to make things more comfortable around us. We may, again, think more about how we nurture and care for others and the people that are part of our family in one capacity or another. Venus transits are generally relatively easy or positive for the most part. Uh, it's kind of an easier planet in its movement. Uh, and Venus will stay in a house for about a month or so as well, so sometimes for a couple of months, only if it goes retrograde, because then it will go back somewhat through a house. But as a general rule of thumb, it moves to a sign or a house about every month or so. So we've got a couple of things in Cancer, uh, Mercury I'm being still, but the sun has moved ahead and is it, pushing its way of course now into leo energy now Mars always kind of interesting to look at where Mars is in our charts because we 've got kind of a, uh, something happening with Mars right now. Mars represents male energy, assertiveness, aggressiveness, so when you kind of track Mars through your chart, you 're looking at where you're getting a lot of energy is coming up, where you're um, going to be uh, potentially enthused, assertive, excited. Uh, also, are you going to get pissed off? Are you going to get reactive? Are you going to get impatient? So Mars has been, in the last uh, two months or so, moving through Libra. So for most of us, what that, of course, is going to do is it's going to create an effect of, of, some, uh, of, of maybe some battle surfacing on our personal one-on-one intimate relationships can come up. We can find ourselves getting reactive, especially in areas relating to justice, what we see to be fair and balance and right and just. So Mars has been pushing its way through Libra. So, uh, you know, I I always joke people with Mars natally in Libra understand the Pat Benatar song, Love is a Battlefield. Uh, Natally, as it pushes through, yeah, it's going to charge up your energy in relationship, one-on-one relationships with other people. But it's going to really definitely trigger a little bit about your sense of what you feel to be just and right. Now, Mars is actually about to move its way into, uh, into uh, Scorpio. So uh, Mars, as it pushes its way to Scorpio, is going to have a different effect because Scorpio really becomes about looking at how we influence things, how we manipulate them, how we are able to affect change or to push and to use our personal power at some level. So you may find yourself, especially within the next two to three months, as Mars works its way through Scorpio, really kind of getting in touch with your own um, magnetism, your own power, your own ability to impact and influence other people. Um, This is a good thing, uh, as long as it's channeled correctly. One of the things about Scorpionic energy is if channeled in the right way and in a positive sense, it's amazing what Scorpio energy can do. Um, In a negative sense, if we get caught up in the – this proverbial darker side then we can sometimes end up kind of having some karmic uh, effects of rebalance that are going to have to come out of the situation uh, but typically uh, Mars through, through Scorpio is going to have us really really looking at at the way we impact and, and influence other so people and get us in touch with the animal side of us but in the best possible sense also of what that means um, your, your magnetism, your animal power can be a very, very useful thing if channeled in the right way. So that's what we see uh, as Mars pushes its way. Again, we're right on that, that threshold of, you know, again, justice issues, relationship issues, and now into, right, well, how far do we take it in, in, in how we push other people's buttons, hopefully, potentially in a good way over the next couple of months? Okay, so we talked a bit about Mars. Now let's take a look at uh, Jupiter. Uh, Jupiter will typically stay in a sign for about a year um, and also similar sort of house movements as well to about a year. Uh, Jupiter returns occur about every 12 years, so you can kind of do the math on that. There are 12 signs or 12 houses, so about, about a year approximately, depending on the size of of, of things. It, it depends on w- which system you use for measuring astrology. Some people like equal house placements or sign placements where I use uh, Placidus which is unequal placements and, and very content with that because I, I do think where you're born does affect the size of different houses and, and the weight signs impact us as well but Jupiter in our chart Jupiter is kind of a fun planet to track because it's sort of like where we are I assume humorously say like big happy fat so where Jupiter is in your chart is where we tend to be optimistic positive and uh, where opportunity could potentially come our way you know, where it sits in your natal chart is going to show where you are philosophical larger than life uh, creative kind of big um, optimistic all of those things in a very very natural kind of a way um, as it transits through houses, it's going to bring that energy into that house. You know, the area of your life that you want to expand or um, or or enlarge or you, where you become more optimistic. So Jupiter right now uh, is pretty much, um, I believe, yeah, we're, we've got Jupiter in Leo at this point in the game. Um, so, uh, you know, that reinforces a little bit what we talked about before with the sun and Leo energy as well, too. Jupiter... We'll, we'll be in Leo for, for, again, for about a year or so. So what it's going to do is it's going to make us want to be more creative, want to be more generous, be more giving, um, want to impact people. In where, where Scorpio wants to transform, Leo it's more about entertaining, inspiring, uh, getting people to laugh, um, uh, really, really pushing creative buttons in a different type of a way, so Jupiter's placement through Leo can, can be a very positive one because it can give us a little bit more confidence in our creative energy and the way we express ourselves uh, so this is a this is kind of a nice movement planet right now uh, uh, working its way through through Leo We may find ourselves wanting to play more I noticed that I, I go to I go to local casino about about uh, three times a month and it's been the Jupiter's moved into leo i've made it four times a month i've been going weekly and I, I just enjoy i get a hotel room uh, I, I get to play for a while I, I play very low stakes gambling so it's nothing that ends up any type of a problem uh but and i've been pretty lucky a lot of times too but uh I've just been wanting to play a little bit more. As much as I want enjoy working, I'm finding that there's a need to play and, and really tap into a little bit more of that and and I'm 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 down with that. I, I have a very active fifth house astrologically, which is the house of romance, risk-taking and play. So that is not an area of, uh, an area of problem necessarily from me. So hopefully you're going with the flow of that too. You know, this is kind of a funny thing about play because sometimes we feel guilty about it, but when you're playing, when you're relaxing, when you're vacationing, when you, you pull away, you often can get really good insight into your life, career, um, various other things when you're away from it, strangely enough. I get some of my best writing ideas and creative ideas when I'm not working, strangely enough. And and I enjoy going back to work um, after I I take my time out to play or to relax. So nothing wrong with with Jupiter's movement there. Uh, Saturn has finally gone direct. Saturn has been retrograde for the last couple of months in Scorpio. Talked about this on other shows that typically Saturn, uh, as it's moved through Scorpio, it is causing a lot of definitely karmic uh, reverber- reverberations. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly, uh, or karmic effects in that sense. Saturn uh, is like the lord of karma. It represents restriction and caution, and where we have to move uh, kind of painstakingly in that sense. It typically like Saturn in your natal chart represents where you've had difficulty, where it's been tough, where you've had some hard lessons to work through, where things take longer than you might like them to in some capacity. But Saturn, as you get older, becomes kind of that useful thing. I always say it's like a lump of coal that you polish into a diamond. And it eventually becomes a thing that you're very good at and that you're wise about and strong and solid about. So Saturn will usually stay in a sign slash house also for about two to three years. Uh, and uh, it has been in in Scorpio for the last uh, two years about, uh, and it's got another about a year to go before it moves its way out of Scorpio, maybe less than a year. I'll have to check on that to see when it goes retrograde again, but it's gone direct in the last week or so. So, you know, what this is going to have done is everyone's been kind of having an opportunity to look at, at how we use personal power, how we influence others, how we manipulate, how we affect. So, the repercussions of doing it in a bad, negative way are often notable rather quickly. And I've mentioned this in other shows, that you can see this out in the political world. You know, people are getting caught when they do crappy stuff rather quickly. I mean, anybody, anybody else notice this, that this is happening? Um, people sending dirty pictures of themselves, it's like, or having done stupid videos. I know Justin uh, Bieber got in trouble for a dumb. Rap rant he did a couple of years ago. He's got a telling one. It's like you can't escape anything anymore because everything is sort of recorded. That's just kind of <laughs> that's just kind of the way things are. So you might as well be a little a, a little a little smarter about it, it in that sense. Uh, but uh, Saturn, it's been retrograde, so it's really been bringing up a lot of issues about how we use our power, whether we're using it wisely, and all of that good stuff. And now it's direct again, so you should kind of almost be going through a feeling of whatever you've been struggling with in relation to this area you probably have a little bit more clarity a little bit more wisdom around but it can also feel like you know I always think like it's like we've gotten older we've gotten wiser we've gotten smarter about the area where the Saturn has been pushing these buttons but like that resolution often doesn't feel like it's not like a Jupiter resolution where you're dancing around and you lucked out it's often more like a feeling of just sober of sobering up getting smarter getting wiser but not necessarily being thrilled with the maturity you've had to come into contact with, but you've done that anyway. So that's kind of a good way of looking at this approach to things. Uh, But Saturn, again, moving forward, I'm glad. uh, For me, it's been in my uh, relationship, marriage, partnership house, so it's really making me grow up around that area and look at that from another perspective. Um, But it's been in Scorpio. Okay, wanted to talk about this, definitely want to put some time into this, and then I'm going to go to the phone lines here in about uh, five minutes or so and take a couple of calls today, uh, so I will actually be doing that shortly, uh, I see we've got a couple of people waiting, so I will take uh, two or three calls today for the last 15 minutes of the show, but um, wanted to talk a bit about Chiron, because I don't think I've talked about that much in past shows. Now, Chiron was actually discovered in 1977, although, uh, you know, they're not sure it might have actually been discovered way before then, and it probably was, but that's when they really logged it. I believe that its orbit is between Saturn and Uranus, and it's sort of like it was too small to be a planet, but too big to be a regular-sized asteroid, so it's like this huge asteroid that orbits in that place. So Chiron is interesting to look at in your natal chart because Chiron will tell you where you've got a wound, where you came into this world feeling wounded or if there was something off with you or wrong with you in that particular area. But hopefully as we get older and wiser, um, often Chiron uh, becomes that very wound that in some ways has helped other people or has been valuable to us in some capacity. I don't think you could so much fix your Chiron as much as you become... Um, more understanding of its influence. So Chiron will generally move to a sign and house about every four years in terms of its movement. Uh, Right now Chiron is in Pisces. So I'm actually having what's called a Chiron return. Usually at about the age of 50, Chiron comes back to the place it was in your chart, and that would actually be the age that I'm about to come into. I'm 49. That will be 50 years old in November. Um, late November and uh, so but so I'm, I'm having literally having a Chiron return right now I'm right in the mi- midst of it so it's been very interesting Chiron, uh, it, I, natally Chiron is in Pisces for me so in a nutshell my ability to read people to my ability to, to be compassionate, understanding to sense and understand what other people feel or are going through, to see the God energy in people, that's what's made me be able to become a reader and be able to use my intuition and able to tap into people and and do all of those things. But it's been a pain in the ass sometimes, too, because I've I've gotten um, in situations in my life where I was too giving because of wanting to help wounded people in some way. Uh, This happened a lot with me when I was younger in relationships. So, you know, weirdly enough, this chiron return has been kind of good for me because I'm really more and more seeing that this wound, this part of me that – was able to you know connect with other people on that level has been a really great boost in in my career and the life and the work that i've done but um it's really kind of cool to be able to talk about this now as an example but like in my natal chart chiron is opposite a conjunction of uh, uh, mars uranus and pluto in my fifth house is natally in my 11th so it's been really kind of, uh, again, interesting because I'm mean, having kind of an issue about uh, it, it in, the, in the condo complex that I live in with the other HOA board members about this issue about feeding these feral cats that we have in our complex So, without getting into a lot of detail about it. Uh, I believe we've got them all fixed. We've fed them for the last couple of years. Well, they're all cats only live about 3.7 years. They've only got a year or two realistically to go, sadly enough, before they'll pass. And this, we're only down to about five or six of them. Initially, we had about 10 or 11. And the Atrioid Board decided that they are, uh, they decided we should stop feeding them, and, uh, which to me is just ethically not an option. You know, that's all they know. They were, our, they were cats that grew up on our property. Someone had left a, a couple of pregnant cats and moved away years ago and, We had a ton of them. We got them fixed, and we had some of them trapped and taken away. We had a few remain, and those are the ones that still are with us today. But they all decided against feeding them, and and, and, and I I think this is morally and ethically wrong because people are complaining about the cats, and I think the people that complain complaining can go jump in a lake, you know, tough That's life. They're going to die another year or two anyway. Don't make that last year or two of life in this world miserable because it bothers you that there's a couple of cats running around. Who cares? Uh, they're usually under my stairway, by the way. Too, I live in an upstairs unit, so I got to tell my clients when they come up to watch out for my feral cats. Uh, but it's it's interesting because for me, I've always had difficulty with group situations. hiring in my eleventh house, I always I always tend to take too much responsibility for the group, or you know, have difficulty with, with group structures. And, and social exchange, uh, great socially, but often my friends don't get along with each other. and I have, to, I have to have different social groups for that reason. So all this stuff is surfacing right now with this cat issue and all kinds of things. And I actually caught this this morning when I was looking over the astrology for the show, and I said, interesting, that this very power play issue is coming up again of me being the sensitive giver and how do I sell the idea, fifth house, eleventh house, to uh, the people in my complex that we can't really do this. This is not an appropriate road to take or way to go. But uh, right now it's opposite Pluto, so I can feel the intensity of it being like a power issue for me uh, at this point in the game. But, uh you know, it's funny, I, I wonder if I'm coming across as too much of a bleeding heart here, but I just think that uh maybe someone's got to take that position. Very interesting because if there's another issue that to me corresponds in a similar type of way, but... Uh, anybody who's in the news right now knows that we've got America. We've got a whole bunch of kids coming in from El Salvador and places like that across the border. And they're in camps right now to, uh, because they're escaping from really horrible conditions in their countries. And what's our responsibility? Do we take care of them? Do we ship them back? Do we, you know what I mean? This is really bringing up a lot of issues for people right now, uh, people on different spectrums of, of this particular issue. And, you know, no matter where your position on it is, I always suggest people keep in mind. <clears throat> excuse me. That when it comes to children and and dogs and cats, as an example, too. Listen, we we, we have to take sometimes of a different posture on how we handle these things. In that sense, uh, because they they are dependent on us. It's one thing about an adult crossing in uh, and and the decision around that. It's something for a child. What do we do there? And it's the same thing with dogs and cats. They were people sometimes talk about them being wild animals They're not wild animals who were bred to be parts of human beings lives so when they're mistreated and they're they're treated poorly you know to me it's like that they, they, listen they're not children but they are um, they're not raccoons then it's a different type of an energy here to mistreat them at some level so without me going on my Sagittarian rant too much, again, I think sometimes, like I would say, that's what uh, Chiron feels like. It's like that... This part of us that, like, it's like you're sort of a little damned if you do, damned if you don't, where your own sensitivity is a powerful, valuable thing. But another level, it can be very, very difficult because sometimes the resolutions connected with these are, you know, just a little bit no win in, in some capacity. So Chiron is working its way through Pisces, so it's, it's making us all look at our, our compassion and whether we have it and how we're going to use that and what we're necessarily going to do with it. Okay, because I've got a couple of callers here. Um, I think rather than go into a detailed talk about the outer planets, I think I'm going to take three of the live calls. I've got already three callers on docket, so I don't think anyone else is going to be able to get in, because we only got 15 minutes more of the show, and I will keep these to five minutes each. But I'm going to take a couple of calls and questions people have uh, at this point in the game. Welcome, everyone, to the show, by the way. Uh, Lark, Six calf. to some other people jumping in and out, uh, and uh, Six Sixcalf just jumped out see people jumping in and out of the, the, the chat rooms. Welcome to the show. Uh, I see some very cool emoticons coming up from CELARC right on. I love these cool emoticon things that, you, that they have available now, too. A perfect example of, of Jupiter and Leo How's that for, for marking that that right there. But I'm going to take a couple of calls. Guys, got to keep these calls down to like five minutes just realistically because I, I won't have the time. But I want to take a couple of quick question calls, pull a card or a runer. Angel card or something for you, um, and see what you got to say. So let me take my first caller here. Five six one. Welcome to Stakehold Radio. Hi. Who are we talking to today? Stacy. Stacy, how are you, Stacy? I'm fine, thank you. Good. Is this Hi. your first time calling in? Yes, it is. All right. Did you have a question you wanted to ask, or comment, or tell me kind of what you were? I, I wanted to know what you saw coming up for love for me, please.: For love, okay, all right, let's see what we I'm going to pull a couple of cards for you on that area and give you a little kind of quick insight um from before uh, from as we as we go forward here. All right, let's see what we got. Okay, well, in, in in perfect appropriate style, I guess, everything, All well, the cards that I'm pulling are, are water cards, cup cards, which usually relate to love matters, so I guess what's happening is the right energy here, too. The first thing that shows up in, in the cards that I pulled is two of cups comes up in the past, which means there actually was something from your past that was positive or good um, in, in some way, um, you know, some some past history, uh, of a, a good memory or a good relationship or something positive that you're drawing from. But Seven of Swords comes up in the more recent past, reversed, which means you know, now that you may be going through a little bit of confusion around that area and where you're necessarily going from here in your life, the other thing that comes up is the Ace of Cups comes up reversed, which often suggests like either you're in a period where you're a little bit resistant to accepting love or relationship or you're not feeling like your needs are necessarily met in that area right now. Usually the Ace of Cups reverse shows some hesitancy or some purposeful reevaluation around love matters. Um, are you in a relationship now? No. Uh, um, yeah, it's generally the Ace of Cups usually shows that either there isn't one or even if there was, it wouldn't necessarily be something that was potentially fulfilling. But you know what's interesting to me that comes up in your cards is you've got some good signs coming up in the near future because the Ten of Stones comes up and the Six of Stones, which actually means like the next thing that you're going to see in your life is uh, something related more to career matters and success matters that actually go very, very positively. Um, Mm -hmm. The cards are showing in the next couple of months, next year, there's a change. Uh, practically and financially in career where you're going to feel like you're doing a lot better and you're more successful. And it's interesting because I'm feeling like something seems to come out of that as well, too. It's almost like there's a relationship, like you're in a better place in your life and beginning to feel very good about yourself and where you are. And it feels to me like someone's coming in at that point that's going to kind of reflect a very uh, similar type of um, perspective on that. Because I keep kind of hearing almost like, I hate to say that you're getting with someone and starting a business or something with someone, but it just feels to me like there's something interconnected with someone either through your work or that you're working together or there's something that comes out of that that you're also building together. So what your guides are saying to me is you actually have like a karmic relationship and a good sense coming up with someone that you're either going to work with or have some type of shared goal or plan with that will be successful. So I gotta kind of tell you, I actually really like this. I feel like it will be worth the wait when it comes into play. But what I'm hearing is, you've got to kind of. Are, are you in a in a good space in your life about all your exes and everything? Have you forgiven everyone? Are you kind of in a good space? Yeah. you Still holding some some difficulty nah. on that love them and leave them alone. love them at a distance. <laughs> good, good, good. That's what, that, well, I, that's a joke. I always say I always say all oh, exes get hit with the ugly stick anyway, meaning mm-hmm, that once yeah. they're gone, they're supposed to be gone. You know, I mean, usually yeah. you figure that out after a brief while, but I want to check where you're worth that. But that's what I'm hearing. Something's coming up. I even feel like a lot of this would be as soon as November of this mm-hmm. year. And, uh, but I, I'm telling you, it's very, they keep saying it's someone you'll literally almost work with, like there's some kind of a shared goal. It feels like um, what I would call a TC, which is a task companion, meaning someone that you not only get along with energetically, but someone that you'll have a similar goal or, or a plan with, because it just feels like that you're getting, getting ready to enter into a period where you have got to be building something new in your life. So I like it. It's coming. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, it, 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 it's kind of, a, you'll, you'll, you'll feel like you're lucked out. I know it feels like there's dead water right now, and there is. Yes, but so it's dead. Gonna, it, It's going to change rapidly when it happens. Uh, and it's really funny because it'll, I'm not saying it's someone from your past. I'm going to say it's past life connections without question. But it's going to feel like something familiar. Like, a, like a, almost like a pattern that you felt when you were younger, like someone that you connected with and you just didn't think it was in your range. And it really will be in your range. But I see a change for you where you're just being in a much more confident spot and that's when it shows up. Okay. Okay, cool. All,
1: All right. right.
0: Thank you. Thanks for the call. Cheers. Yes, thanks. All right. Thank you for that. Let me put her on hold here. Uh, okay let's see how many more calls I can get in Uh, all right I'm gonna take this next call 207 welcome snake Call radio hi there my name is Cindy hi Cindy how are you doing today I'm well good my birthday Uh, was on July 12th and I uh, and the supermoon was exactly at the time of my birth my birth time East Coast yeah that was a big one Uh, what kind of effect did you feel from all of that Well, I I know that I'm getting ready to go through a whole lot of uh, new beginnings, but I just kind of wanted your take on what this super moon means for me. Okay. Well, you know what I'm I'm hearing, and I I pulled a rune for you. You know, what what I'm kind of getting is you're definitely right on that. There's a lot of changes um, that are getting ready to happen in uh, the fall of this year. Um, without question, I see September, October being very, very significant. But what's almost mm-hmm. happening now is like it's like you're you're actually pausing and you're going through a process of review to figure mm-hmm. out where you want to channel and put your energy next. In that sense, uh, I pulled a rune stone for you. Are you familiar with the runes? Yes. Okay, and the rune that I pulled came up the rune of gateway which means, like, you're, getting, you're right on that threshold. It's like, think of the image of, like, standing on the edge of a cliff and you're looking out at your entire life uh, behind you, below, and then you're getting ready to just jump off the cliff again. It's a new mm-hmm. adventure and new movement and new activity, but you're meant to pause and review and look at everything. So what your guys are saying to me is you've had certain talents and abilities that you may have sort of put on hold, almost in some way, and and now they're coming to surface again where you're going to feel them being uh, directed into very purposeful endeavors. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the good news part of it is I don't think you have to do that much to get this in motion. It feels like it kind of already is. I'm actually getting a feeling of of someone is presenting something to you um, as an idea or a plan, um, like there's information that's getting ready to kind of pour in about where you're going to be putting your energy next in that sense. So I feel like you should almost enjoy the pause a little okay. bit longer before, that, before that, that pushes its way through. And, and what your guide are saying to me is as these new things begin, like you'll do way better with it than you know. Yeah. Like you're not going to have to worry uh, about any of it. It's very funny because they're showing me an image of a bear. Whenever I get a bear, it usually means like you've got to kind of um, like tap, you're got to tap into the wisdom of a bear, which you know when to sleep, when to eat, when to hibernate, but also means you know when to rise to the occasion to protect if, what's, if that's what's necessary and mm-hmm. to know when to roar a little bit. And sometimes Mm -hmm. scare the crap out of people if that's what's necessary at the moment Mm -hmm. in the best possible way. So something's really coming up around that as well, too. And I think that totem is going to give you more insight also. Oh, great. Yeah, it's just a totally, don't, don't, the pause that you're, you know, you, this, this new energy came in and then they wanted you to integrate it. But you'll get, like, it'll be kind of clear with, like, dreams and messages and symbols just saying there's different things that are going to come your way that will kind of start this, this movement towards some new things that are, are happening in your life. And especially, like I said, I see it kind of being full steam ahead by uh, early October. Okay, that sounds great. Okay. Cool. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Awesome. Okay. All right. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Okay. You're still there? Okay. Hello. Hello. Is it Cindy still? No. Oh, okay. I picked up the next line. Okay. No problem. All right. Someone has to be careful mm-hmm. of how I work my switchboard. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, what's your name? Oh, this is Lucy. Am I on? Yes, yeah, you're on it. Okay, great. My sun yeah, sign. is... Sorry, I Libra. thought I was disconnecting, but I actually put you on. So <laughs> I was going to do that anyway, so don't, don't consider it <laughs> okay. a problem. You're, you're 928, right? <laughs> no. Okay. No, you're uh, <laughs> 954. Is... Gotcha. Nice. My sun gotcha. sign is Libra. My rising sign is Capricorn. And my Jupiter mm-hmm. is in Capricorn, in the first house. What does Jupiter in Leo? How does it affect me? Well, I'm gonna do um, because the the angle is a little off, meaning it's a little uncomfortable. But a little discomfort can be a good thing, especially for anyone who has enough energy in Capricorn. Isn't usually too afraid of a little bit of um, discomfort. In that sense, well, your Libra sun probably doesn't like it, but your Capricorn self can handle my that. Moon capricorn moon is Aquarius. Does that mean anything? Moon is where? Aquarius. And Aquarius. Yeah, that's actually going to give you a little healthy detachment, in that sense, moon and Aquarius. Moon and Aquarius have kind of a sharp ability to, to be detached and to be clear. So um, – Yeah, what what it's going to kind of do is with Jupiter's Mm -hmm. push through through uh, through Leo right now for you is it's going to really bring you into more of a place of looking at how you can kind of shine, how you can be more creative, how you can open your you know open your mouth on your point of view and your opinions and your perspective. So what your guides are saying to me and what I'm hearing is it feels like you're going to have more opportunities to kind of communicate your point of view. and your expression, and I, I feel like, I mean, the good side of it is it feels to me like it'll go well, better than Ooh. you expected. I think you have more talent in this area than you know. You know, the interesting part of, of, um, of Capricorn energy is what Capricorns have to learn is to get comfortable with sociability, right. to be okay with that. And all that, Libra usually is good at it, but the Capricorn energy can cause a clog. But the rune that came up for you is the rune of signals, which means like mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of signs, a lot of signals, a lot of triggers along the way, but it has a lot to do with, um, with uh, kind of opening your mouth about what you think about things and how you feel about things. And I feel like you're going to connect with some people that are of similar mind, and I, I like that. I feel like that it's almost like a change in your social circle and social groupings oh. that's going to come up as well, too, in a positive way. And you'll find that a lot of the stuff that you're worried about won't really matter to the new people that are coming in. Like they'll almost like that part of you in that sense that's oh. a little bit unique. Uh, and, oh. and that'll be the best way I can say it. And the other thing that I'm getting is I keep hearing um, – You'll actually, yes. like, you've even, you've even got a little bit of skill as a storyteller in your own way, and it's just to get more comfortable with your stories, with expressing some of the things that you've gone through that you're going to find other people that you've commonality with. Uh, so oh, I kind of wow. like that. Yeah, there's something oh. that you guys keep saying this is affecting a lot of 11th house stuff, um, hopes and dreams. What's 11th house? Huh. It's hopes and dreams, group associations, friendships, social circles, things of that nature where your energy is going next. So that's what they're saying. is, there's an expansion of the people in your life in some ways. And, and I like it. it. The guys keep saying it's like you're finding your people uh, more than ever before. And it's going to be you being just willing to kind of share yourself more. And it, does that mean because of the moon in Aquarius too or no? Because I know my Libra, my air sign, both our elements are air, right? Isn't that yeah, better got a, for got a third yeah, you've got quite a bit of air, but you've also the Capricorn is Earth, so you've got air and Earth, which means your communication, your expression is going to be practical in nature. That you'll have both of those things coming into play. I mean, they they almost sort of dance together. I, I have a lot of um of Earth in my chart too, uh, and I've got a lot of air as well. My Saturn it, it is in Capricorn, isn't that deadly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saturn and Capricorn in Capricorn just Capricorn? means the tra- Nah, it just means you had to overcome some crappy family stuff. That's all. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So it's always, whatever it is, it's where you had to overcome something. But usually, a lot of people with Saturn in 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 in, uh, in uh, it's Cancer. and Cap and Cancer, oh. right, means that you. Yeah, and also, and Saturn and Capricorn can usually also suggest like when it comes to your success in your career, it's like a slow, yeah. steady pace. Oh my it's God! Almost like, I know. You're like the proverbial tortoise you um, feel like the proverbial tortoise, but here's the good news: the tortoise not only wins the race, but the tortoise lives a long time when it gets there. So it's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. dance that way. That's what Saturn and Capricorn does. It makes it feels like everything takes forever, but once you finally get yeah. there, usually it's a very solid place. So that's and what I'm hearing. Jim, you were talking about the chiron. My chiron is in Pisces in the second house. What does that yeah. mean? Well, Pisces, again, it has to do with boundaries and and our compassion. But Mm -hmm. the second house is your money finance house, which means that could be an area where you had some wounds to deal with Mm -hmm. uh, in that sense. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the trick a lot of times is, again, I would say with Chiron is own your Chiron, meaning don't be afraid of expressing the discomfort that you've gone through because, Mm -hmm. like for me, a couple of years ago, things got so bad financially um, during the economic uh, crash like I almost got yeah. to the edge of where I was contemplating bankruptcy, And I didn't yeah, have to do yeah. bankruptcy. I found other solutions around it, but I have to tell you, okay. as a person who counsels and works with other people, when I began to tell right. people about going through that, I ended up healing, like, tons of people who were going through something similar because I walked through it, and keep that in right. mind when you're, when you're moving into that energy of being a teacher and a healer, that your own stories, your own experiences really are very powerful in how they influence others, so... Remove the shame or the discomfort out of it and realize that it is it's about really connecting with other human beings in a way that you are able to do real, rather magically when you let it happen. That's Chiron in Pisces. People are wrong it to me. Yep. It, it's what it is. It's because you, there's a universality that you'll carry. So that's kind of the key. I always hated it. People just, I have uh, Chiron in Pisces too when I was younger. I'd, have, you I'd be do? like 10 years old and um, yeah. I was ten years old, and like nineteen-year-olds would be telling me their life story and yes. asking me for advice. And I was like, "What the? F-? You know what I mean? What the hell? You know what I mean?" But people just always—they was always confided in me. They always—but yes. that's the weird part. Is. It made me nervous until I realized that the reason they did was because I was trustworthy and they sensed something yes. wise there. So that's what, you're getting that's really what get you get really comfortable uh, with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. That's, people are drawn to me that way. Oh wow, that's yep. interesting. I didn't know that about the chiron. Now, when yeah. Jupiter moves into Leo, does it help Chiron? Does it help Well, it's not necessarily. So, the only is thing better? it's really going to, right. What it's going to do is it's going to give everyone that little boost to be a little bit more expressive, a little more creative, oh, a little bit more confident in okay. it. That's Jupiter and Leo. It's cocky. It's moved into a cocky oh. sign. So, you know, and that's what you find. Uh, you know, I always laugh because uh, when I'm in uh, Vegas, I've never smoked cigarettes in my life, but I smoke cigars when I gamble. I'll have people who are just totally uncomfortable with cigar smoke and they're They're sitting next to me, and they're going to get up, and they talk to me for a couple of minutes. And then even though they hate the cigar smoke, they never want to leave my side the whole time. They'd rather (laughs) endure the cigar smoke to be able to hang out next to me. (laughs) That's that's when you realize there's something incredibly likable about you when someone has (laughs) asthma, but they want to sit next to the cigar guy so badly. You know what I mean? That's when you're like, holy shit, I must be pretty entertaining to other people and likable. So I think that's what I'm hearing. I feel like that's a part that you're tapping into in that sense, in that way, too, that you're, you know, that, that gregarious nature and, and getting more comfortable with it. Okay? Okay. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. That. That was Thank nice. you for the call. Great chatting okay. with you. You're welcome. Thank you All so right. much, Jim. Bye. Okay, bye. All right, guys. I'm going to have to sign off here since we are, uh, we are. Uh, my apologies, not getting to the calls, but we're out of time. They're cutting me off here. So I'll be back next month, catch my next astrology show call in, and I'll try to get some more call-ins. I might expand the show to an hour just because uh, I, I get more calls and I can't really get to everyone. I want to try to get a few more calls in the show, so I think I'll start doing an hour show so I get a few more calls in for next time. So sign up for my newsletter. Email me sag at yahoo.com or you can follow me through uh, Blog Talk Radio here, and I'll be doing uh, a great interview show next month as well as another astrology show and also uh, my live columnary beginning of August. So everyone, thanks for joining me today. Appreciate all of you guys, and have an awesome weekend ahead.